Anyways, hello, how y'all doing? I just wanted to get <laughs> your attention real quick just to make sure <laughs> you were tuning in live and in stereo. Um, hope you guys are having a great night and um, I hope your day went well. So today we're going to get right into the topic of Mulan. Fa Mulan. The controversial live reenaction of Mulan has been popping on the Twitter charts, Instagram charts, Facebook charts. And it's not looking good. It's not looking good. People are boycotting it. People are shitting on it. And honestly, I 100% support it. Now, our dear beloved Melissa is going to give us a little background on the original oh, Mulan, just in case y'all, in, just in case y'all are lame enough to not watch not, the original. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Well, I think, I guess I'll just talk about like why I think the original Mulan was as acclaimed as it was. Mm-hmm. So, if you didn't know, it starts off with Mulan, who is... <laughs> yes, Mulan. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she is getting set up for an arranged marriage at um, 16. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she, at first, she's just kind of, like, doing her duty as, you know, whatever, as a woman at the time of mm-hmm. the Imperial China, or whatever the time period was. And if you didn't know, the story is that her father, who is drafted into the war... Um, he, I think this is like, this is his second time going to war. Yeah. So, yeah, so he already was injured in, in the first time around. And this time he's just, Mulan realized that her father may not be in the best of conditions to fight again. So to protect her family, protect her father, she dresses up as a man so that she can join the army. And so... You know, obviously there's like the whole um, like breaking traditional gender roles and, you know, proving that, you know, just because she's a woman, she can be, uh, she can be just as good of a warrior as, as everyone else. But um, I think the original message was that she, Mulan wasn't a good warrior to begin with. Mm-hmm. You know, she joins the army. She was awful. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any of the skills, any of the talent to um, match up with her peers. Mm-hmm. And the entire time, she was, you know, constantly ridiculed. She was bullied. Um, there's a part of the movie where she even gets kicked out early. In, like, the song of, like, I'll make a man out of you. Yeah. She gets kicked out. Because, you know, she just wasn't... Shotty sucks. Yeah, okay? she sucks. She, she sucks. sucked she ass. <laughs> Booty butt cheeks. Yeah. But um, she does come back around with that. Redeem herself. Yeah, she redeems herself. Because she realizes that she can't... Like, because she's being trained as, like, a man. Because Mm -hmm. people assume that she's a man. But, you know, she... She realizes her weakness in that. She realizes her own way. She realizes her strengths through um, her determination and all that. And she realizes she doesn't have to do things the way that everybody else does it. Mm -hmm. She's resourceful and she finds out, like, Hey, I can do this just as well as anyone else. I just have to do it differently. And like that's like the scene where she's um there's um this part where like she has to climb, climb up this wooden pole. Yeah. 
by strapping these really heavy weights onto her wrists. Yeah. And, you know, she realizes she can't do that because, you know, the weight is too much for her. It's just like an imbalance. Mm-hmm. So what she does instead is she takes two weights and then like straps them together and, and like uses, them uses the it as like a pulley yeah. system kind of to help her like balance out her weight to get on top. Mm-hmm. And then after that, she's like... Everybody's like, ah, Everybody's shit. Everybody's like, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and they realize that they... Everybody starts respecting her and mm-hmm. seeing that, oh, she is capable of being she a great is. warrior. And they don't even, like, criticize her for her own way of, like, making things mm-hmm. work. They just mm-hmm. encourage they her just and, encourage her. you know, they create a good bondage. Yeah. And yeah. overall, because of that good connection yeah. that they all develop, the mm-hmm. army yeah. that they were in just becomes stronger. Yeah. And they actually do better when they yeah. fight, you know, because yeah. they like she, to her. and basically i i think mulan is my favorite disney princess just for the reason that you know she challenged these gender stereotypes and these traditional gender roles right. not to really be like oh look at me i i'm like such a like strong person like I'm she the did one. It. i'm the one i'm like she's not like the chosen one at yeah. all she did it to because she loves her father and she wanted to protect him but along the way she does challenge these traditional gender roles and she saves China for it. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I personally love Mulan and what she stands for and why I think she's just the best Disney princess. Maybe not, she's probably not a princess, but yeah. she's, she's Yeah. Great. So as Melissa said, the original Mulan smacks. Mm-hmm. Now the reason why the remake sucks mm-hmm. is because in the remake, they don't portray Mulan at all like how the original mm-hmm. film makes her to be in the remake mulan is already chosen like she's this like is her chosen one. she's chosen this is her destined fate right she basically has superpowers and she's able to accomplish all these things not through hard work and through determination it's just because she was destined to have yeah. it and that was just, just like kind of made her into this yeah empowered female character exactly like female lead because it that's just kind of what they're catering to right now. Exactly. And that alone sparked a lot of problems because Mulan wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Mulan was an ordinary girl like everybody yeah, else. Normal girl. Yeah. Who had to work and earn her respect and she all over was China. Just kind of, um, she's just this regular teenage girl who had duties. Yeah. To exactly. Get so the reason time. why the original Mulan was respected more is because, you know, she kind of like resembled a lot of a lot of women in their own lives you know they're not chosen but yeah. they work really hard to get to where they are and in the original i mean in the remake they completely got rid of that concept mm-hmm. and they got rid of all the characters that made Mulan really a yeah. good movie like they Fantasy got characters. exactly got they got rid of, of Mushu mm-hmm. who else got, Lee, Shang. Lee Shang and they didn't yes and they didn't um bring as much attention to the importance of ancestors like there's that scene in Mulan where Mulan connects with her ancestors and it's really beautiful and they send Mushu to go protect her like it was it was really beautiful and I feel like a lot of Chinese culture and tradition really appreciates and we're very big on like ancestors and family our elders or family yeah it's a a really important and in the remake they didn't focus on that at all also um the remake of Mulan was supposed to revolve around the, origi- the original, the original folktale, yeah. yeah, Mulan legend. Because However, it was supposed to be like so. Basically, their original claims were that 
the Chinese audience thought that the original 90, 90s version of Mulan was too westernized or yeah. too Americanized. So they were like, oh yeah, well, see, we're, we, we're getting rid of this like talking funny dragon and we're getting rid of um, the songs and everything mm. because that doesn't follow like the original serious tone of yeah. the original legend. However, the problem with that is but although they got rid of those um, characters, they didn't follow the legend at all because oh they added things that were never in the legend. For example, like the witch, witch <laughs> with superpowers like and all of into a bird or something. Exactly, yeah. and all of these other like little things that just didn't make any fucking sense. Like if you're gonna make him magical, might as well just follow the original storyline that was really yeah. well written and well produced. And they took out all of, like the childhood like nostalgia out of it yeah. because it's like. You know, yeah, like a funny, like a little talking dragon is, like, funny and goofy. But it but had significance in yeah, that movie. That's, it just felt like I was watching... Yeah, it felt like I was watching The Lion King. It gave me the same, like, feeling as when I was watching the live remake of Lion King. It was so dull and terrible, and I just fucking hated it. Um, anyways... And that's not the only controversy. Yeah, another issue with the movie is because all the all of the background cast meaning like the producers costume designers writers directors were all white there was the no asians was white. there were no asians whatsoever only the actors and actresses were asian mm-hmm. other than that there was yep. no asians and also they um filmed the movie a huge portion of the movie in the in exactly where the Yugar, I believe that's how it's pronounced, it yeah. might not be, uh, yeah, where the Muslim concentration camps were being held. Yeah. And the problem with that is because, you know, you should not be filming a movie where, like, a tragic, literally a live tragic is taking place. These people are being held against their own will and they're not getting any human rights and they're being abused and tortured, although um, other people want to claim that western media is like twisting it out twisting it out and that the chinese government is actually making re-education programs and teaching them more about china and um fucking communism and it's that's exactly not what's happening because according to the survivors of those concentration camps they had a different story to tell and it was horrifying and very graphic so the fact that mulan was being filmed there was really disrespectful and kind of very insensitive to the situation that was going on and I just don't think that was okay at all also the actress um, the Uh, main uh, actress I I don't know her name sorry yeah Yeah. she supports the the police brutality she was was vocally supportive of the Hong Kong police who were committing um, (laughs) police brutality brutality against protesters and you know I want you guys to picture this for a second, right? Picture this actress. She lives in America. She is considered high class, whether she lives in Hong Kong or not. She is well-respected and she's rich. Now imagine her talking about the, like, imagine her vocalizing her support to police brutality to protesters who are going through hell right now in Mm -hmm. Hong Kong and are having their rights taken away from them and all this shit happening to them and... Like, imagine her having a say. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. You know, if you guys don't know what's going on in Hong Kong, yeah. um, basically, go ahead. Yeah, I'll just do, like, a very basic, like, summary yeah. of it. So, basically, in June of last year, yeah. 
Um, if you didn't know, uh, Hong Kong used to be a British colony mm-hmm. during the imperial imperialization imperialism. Im- yeah. yeah, imperialism. Imperialization. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So Hong Kong for the longest time until 1997 when they were given back to the mainland China government. Mm-hmm. They were Hong Kong was acting as a one country two systems. Yeah, kind and of they thing. worked so, for a very long time. Yeah, so basically Hong Kong would have separate um, freedoms, separate human rights, separate freedom of speech. Right. Kind of because uh, they were kind of acting under the a more democratic yeah. uh, government compared mm-hmm. to mainland China. Mm-hmm. So which is communism, by the way. Yeah, and so basically, uh, when once the handover happened. Mm-hmm. In 1987, last year, uh, the uh, the extradition bill was passed, mm-hmm. and the extradition bill, um, I guess I would say it is it's basically uh, um, like fugitives from like Taiwan, Macau, and mm-hmm. all of their provinces and stuff like that would have to get trialed in get China. Trialed in China instead of Hong Kong. Yeah, and yeah. that was not fair because. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get trialed in China, it's very, they're very unfair and they're not as like, they don't respect human rights as much. Yeah. And it's just not really a fair system if mm-hmm. you go there. It's already like yeah. a disadvantage yeah. to you. Exactly. Yeah. And protesters are basically saying that the passing of that law is a threat to democracy. Because it's the beginning of taking all their rights away mm-hmm. and, and turning them into mainland China. Exactly. And, um, yeah. So it's a threat against um, not just democracy, a threat against human rights and freedom of speech. Yeah, and, and their existence, you know. And um, the problem with how the protesters are being uh, portrayed is like really huge because in China they have very huge censorship, so they only release mm-hmm. what they want you to yeah. see. And they're re- they were making these protesters to seem like evil or like careless, kind of like how they made the protesters during the BLM movement mm-hmm. look violent Mm -hmm. you know they gave them a very negative image just kind of like how the u.s made them made the blm protesters look is what exactly what china's doing to the hong kong protesters and um the problem with that is um whenever westerns speak about this matter and they're like yo that's fucked up and they um kind of vocalize like their support for the protesters some people who are some some people from mainland china or other uh, regions say shit like, oh, Westerners are making it out to seem like a big deal than it actually is. But honestly, it's not that. It's because we, America values freedom of speech and all of those, like, our, we value freedom yeah. a lot. And then when we see that being threatened in other countries, we also want to speak up because we think that's unfair and our government shouldn't act like that. And the fact that, um, you know, people are shutting down um, a lot of Westerners from... Yeah. Like they're encouraging the police brutality and shutting down Westerners from for supporting from supporting Hong Kong protesters. It's really fucked up, you know. I also think like you know, however like fucked up America is right yeah. now. I think like a lot of times like if you grew up in America, like you know, I think we tend to forget that we're very privileged. We're pretty, yeah. We're, we're pretty very privileged, privileged like, and we have. We can say whatever we want about yeah. the government. We can be as expressive without receiving the same consequences that the other people mm-hmm. would receive in their countries. Yeah, we, exactly. 
experience so much freedom and we can do anything with it. I don't think we it. don't realize yeah, that. Yeah, we do not we realize that. We take that for that. granted. Exactly. For instance, there was this um, kid, not a kid, but a friend of mine, more or less, <laughs> and he shared his opinions about the Muslim concentration camps and he said um, he, he wasn't like basically support, he wasn't 100% supporting it, but he basically was. Um, he was insisting that China had no other way of dealing with this situation. And basically, um, China's basically like paranoid about terrorism. And in order to control it, they started rounding up these Muslims and putting them in the only the specific group of Muslims too, and putting them in concentration camps, untrialed. They're not guilty of anything just because of pa- the pure paranoia and yeah assumption. So he was stating, my friend was stating that China has no way to deal with this kind of situation it's very hard to control um terrorism so the only way that they could fix it is by doing this and it works and also like western government supports it and i was like listen you can say that because you're not physically there and you're not experiencing it you know and maybe if you read more articles about like from the stories from survivors you get a better sense of why this is a bad thing and he would say things like oh, well, that's just because Western media is, like, over-dramatizing the whole situation. And I was like, listen, you cannot... Your voice does not overpower a victim's, a victim's voice. Yeah. You, your opinion does not matter more. They yeah. experience like it. you're and over they, here in, yeah. like, America. Like, like not, you're in college. You're fucking experiencing all this freedom. You get to drink. You get to party. You get to hang with your friends. You get to, like, yeah, vocally like talk about your gov- government. Like, you know, yeah. Were you in the camps? Exactly. Like- <laughs> You're living in privilege. And the fact that you have the audacity to say, well, um, I think this is the only way they can handle this. It's fucking ridiculous. Like we live in the twenty we live in the twenty first century and it's fucking twenty twenty. There's multiple ways the situation can be resolved. Okay? America also after the the nine eleven situation, we had a lot of Islamophobia, and we still do today. Yeah. And well, we we still have so many issues right now. Exactly. I don't know if- but the thing, <laughs> what I'm what I'm trying to get at is that we had um, a lot of paranoia with terrorism and stuff. But we found, thankfully, we found a better way to deal with it than. Well, like, we had some problems along the way. I'm not saying it was a smooth process. Yeah. But we definitely <laughs> did. It never is. But we definitely did come up with a better way to deal with it. And we didn't put people in concentration camps, at least not that I'm aware of. And the fact that you but are we, insisting... even we have made that mistake before. Because really in have. World War Two, if you guys don't remember, oh, yeah, the, the, the Japanese, Japanese internment camps exactly Pearl Harbor. And exactly. Harbor. And... That was problematic, mm-hmm. and it was because people were paranoid. Yeah, we were f- yeah. living in fear. But then again, that was, like, when was it again? <sighs> like, 40s. Yeah, so that was in the 40s. We live in the 21st century. It's 2020. I think we can come, back, come up with a better way of dealing with the situation without repeating history. Mm-hmm. How about that, mm-hmm. okay? Um, so I just got really upset by that, and I, I just... He's kind of he has a very na- narrow-minded way of thinking, and for and we're him, not, his, like, he lives in a bubble. Like, I'm not shitting on him, but I am shitting on <laughs> what he did say. Yeah. And um, he's a very smart guy. It's just when it comes to the situation, I think he's just so pro-China that he refuses to see like the other side of it. Yeah, the other side of it. Like it doesn't make you like stupid or anything. Like just just research, man. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So that really like pissed me off. But the reason why I even talked about that situation is because, you know, with the whole 
yeah. um, Mulan movie being filmed there yeah. and the actress like promoting the Hong Kong protests. It's just like promoting the police brutality. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah the police it. brutality in Hong Kong. It's just like this movie is so intertwined with a lot of politics controversy it's just and it's just the whole cast yeah it's just not a good look and it's not it's just just not even a good movie it's really not like just just taking away all of like the the politics the uh, the cast being white like if we're just just talking about the movie itself itself, it's just it's it's terrible they made it like into like a historical chinese movie and now if you've watched historical chinese movies the actual legend no 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 not even that if you guys have watched historical Chinese movies with, like, Jet Li and stuff, and, like, they're flying in the air and shit, that makes sense because it's a historical Chinese movie or it is a fighting yeah. movie. So and it makes like their sense. Own, it's an old, their own movie. Like exactly. A, they, write, like, they wrote a whole new script for it. Yeah, yeah but this so is that makes sense. On... This is Mulan based on the... <laughs> well, based on the folktale, but mostly it's based off the original no, Disney. M- Disney movie. Because it's a live Disney remake. Exactly. And the way... And the fact that they in, like integrated the whole flying shit that you see in historical Chinese so movies was ridiculous. so funny because it just didn't fit. It just it didn't, didn't work because it's not Mulan is not a magical movie. Like the, it's, no, not. it's not. It's not. Anyway, I think we've kind of like overused the word. Actually, we've always, we overused the phrase that Mulan is not a good movie, yeah. but we just want to make sure you guys understand the gist. Okay. Yeah. So we're not gonna watch the. We're not gonna watch Mulan. We're not, and, and I don't think you should either. And if you fucking do, then that's a waste of fucking money. Oh, and not even that. Um, they it was supposed to be released in theaters, but they put it on Disney Plus for plus an $30. extra thirty dollars. My dude, that's adding a on, force. Yeah, plus your uh, subscription that you pay for. That's such for a sure. fucking force. Yeah. Honestly, if you want to put money into good movies that have asian representation and whatnot you should probably ha- uh ref- use parasite this new korean movie that yeah, was watch not parasite. even new but it's a korean movie that was released into american theaters and did very well and got an oscar yeah. it but was the first foreign language film exactly to win an oscar exactly so if you watch parasite you can see how well they were able to have a good movie that had a good plot that didn't only, only revolve, revolve around, around their, the, race, their or, race, but yeah. it involved. It was just because it was a good movie, and they happened to be Asian. Yeah. And if you want to have good Asian representation, maybe you should focus more on doing that than trying to over Asianify everything. Yeah. And just, um, I'm gonna shout out some also like all Asian uh, cast or Asian movies that I really like that uh, are pretty fucking like good, the, better uh, than Mulan. Yeah, Train to Busan mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. It's a zombie horror like thriller movie. So if mm-hmm. you're into like zombies, apocalypse, definitely watch that. It's amazing. You should watch mm-hmm. The Farewell. Mm-hmm. The Farewell. Um, by what's her face? She uh, was directed, Yeah, directed yeah. by Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Very very well mm-hmm. written. And, and um, Crazy Rich Asians pretty good too. Yeah. Um, there's an older movie, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, yo, that's a good ass yeah, movie. Classic, yo. Classic. That's my <laughs> movie, <laughs> dog. That movie smacks. I remember watching it in Uganda when I was a child. Yeah, it's and such a classic. I so. swear, I was obsessed with the landlord. I was like, she you? was. And actually, I heard that um, she never even auditioned for the movie. I see. She was actually just a woman who was standing like in an alleyway smoking a cigarette, yeah. and the casting director or whatever. Though, like, this is her. This is her. She, she was the chosen one. It was. Oh my god! When I watched it as a child, I was like, "Damn, I, I baddest bitch of the century. Here's your yeah. crown. Forever yeah. be that baddest bitch." And I loved it. 
And uh, just to unravel a little bit more about what I previously stated about um, um, producing movies that don't only revolve around race, um, I just want to quickly talk about um, my thoughts on that. I wish Hollywood would like normalize more minority representation, mm-hmm. so minorities can have cast yeah so minorities can be able to be in movies that are not only revolved around race mm-hmm. for example like adam sandler movies that are just comedy and they're not revolved around the fact that he's white i wish minorities would have more movies like that mm-hmm. but every time you hear about a minority movie it's usually revolved around their race or some kind of tragic that they experience so like it's just really it's kind of like like that kind of concept has been overused and it's 2020 it's time to move on you you don't you you cannot be only hiring black people to be in movies just because it's it's like like a a slavery movie like yeah we're sick of that shit you cannot only hire agents to be in a movie just to play some fucking stereotypical character Mm -hmm. we're sick of that shit we want proper presentation representation yeah what did i say (laughs) presentation idiot we want proper representation (laughs) and respect you know but like why not like can we just get a like a movie where people are excited to watch it because it's good writing um good direct good direction good acting like yeah. I don't know, just like a simple, like a rom com, a thriller, mm-hmm. like anything. That's just like, why does it have to be revolved around? So many around? white people yeah. Hallmark movies yeah. that suck Honestly, ass. Yeah, right. Can we get some black <laughs> people? Get, <laughs> yeah, like why don't we just get like an all like minority I'm Hallmark movie? I'm not gonna movie. lie though. I think black people have more of those kind of movies. Like we have like those family movies with like Tyler. T- Tyler Perry and shit so we get some of that but I wish like other races did too especially Asian races and Latino races as well like Family Matters is a really good like sitcom all black family sitcom yeah Uh, Fresh Off the Boat was a good uh, comedy show but it did revolve around their race a lot so that's kind of Everybody Hates Chris was a really really good one and it wasn't just about them being black it was just like about the teenage boy and was it actually good yeah, so yeah. we need more stuff like yeah. that you know mm-hmm. yeah and also the reason why parasite did so well in theaters is because people went there for the plot not because well some people did go there because it was the first korean film that was you know that popular but be- also because when they left those theaters they went back to rewatch it again because they realized that the plot was actually really good yeah. and they went more for the movie than the fucking race also, real quick, this this fucking music sound like mosquitoes. If you can, do you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So that's just our little yeah. insight on mm-hmm. Mulan. Not just film. Like, I want more representation in music too. Oh, Eighty-eight like, Rising is doing a great job. If you guys don't know who Eighty-eight Rising Eighty-eight Rising is, then you are clearly you not woke. That. You need to get on that shit. Yeah, they're a record label representing all like Asian hip hop artists. Asian With artists. actually, it's like. Kind of a mixture. It's a mixture, and it's a very well done mixture. They're all minorities or people of color. Yeah. So So there's Asians. There's black people. August eight. August eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rich Brian, my man's. He's Indonesian, right? And um, Nikki Zafanya, she's amazing. Isn't she Indonesian as well? Yeah, she's Indonesian as well. And who else? Uh, Joji. He's like half Japanese, half white. He's Asian. Higher brothers. They're Chinese. Bro, amazing. They fucking schmack. They also recently just uh, added 
Duckworth. And he's a black artist and he's pretty really he's really really good if you haven't heard his songs. One of his most favorite famous songs is Crush. So you guys should check out Idiot Rising. They're mm -hmm. smack. They're really really good. And, and um, um well yeah. Keshi, um he's not an idiot rising, oh, yes. but he's an amazing Asian. He artist, actually but. is featuring on Idiot Rising that's right cool, now. That's cool. And he's but, really, really good. He wasn't originally um, like pa that, part yeah. of the the, the yeah, group. But yeah. he's, amazing too. he's really good. I and, think you guys know him. Yeah. And you guys should check out Chris Wu too. Just and um, Lexi Liu, she's she's Lexi amazing. Yeah. She's so good. She did a song with Eighty Eight Rising as well. Yes, but she's Jackson Wang. Jackson Wang mm -hmm. is really good. Yep, he used to be in GOT Seven. He's still okay. in GOT Seven. It's a Korean band. So I know my she or whatever. <laughs> as you guys probably know, I am really aware of Asian culture. Yeah, she's a Just because I am a wee also because I have friends who are Asian, but I, I don't want you guys to think that I'm also not in tune with my black culture. Like, yeah. I'm fucking no, African. I've known I'm her pretty. For five years. She is, I know, and she is so proud of her Ugandan. Thank you. Background. People, I think she's people so get the misconception that because I'm friends with Asian people, that I don't like the fact that I'm black. I'm like, y'all tripping as fuck. Yeah, I feel like we just stop judging people for who they hang out with. Exactly. Yes. I hang out with my friends because they're lit. Mm -hmm. And it is what it is. Yeah, and like you know, if you vibe, you vibe yeah. with people. So I'm very. I don't want to. I don't have to prove myself to anyone. But trust me, I love my color. I love my skin color, and I will advocate for it until and the I day I fucking like, die. I really, um, so she's not just saying that. I mean it. I mean it. <laughs> Anyways, you guys, thank you for tuning into our podcast this evening or this night, whatever. This is our third time filming. This, this is by because the way. every time we film it, we feel like we're doing a fucking terrible job. And the first time, it just deleted. Like it went. It was so good the first time. <laughs> the first one, it was like around forty minutes, and yeah. we really like. We covered that shit, but this but, time um, it just didn't save. <laughs> this time so. we're kind of tired of this fucking yeah, topic, so we, just, so we wanted to just do it one last time as mm -hmm. best as we can. And we really wanted to talk about this. We really did. We, That's yeah. why we went through all mm -hmm. of that trouble. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it, yeah. and thank you guys so much for tuning in. Yeah. And yes. catch you on our next podcast. Yeah, and here's um, a little outro music. You hear? <laughs> Actually, fuck that. Let's play them a sample of like. Uh, either idiot yeah, rising yeah, or yeah, why not? Oh, yeah. come on dog <laughs> come on g okay uh you gotta play like midsummer i don't know something no, good that's like that's I, basic I right under underrated underrated show. songs oh you should play gold golden coast oh gold coast by idiot rising is pretty good golden coast. oh gold coast i think it's called gold coast um, rising. gold coast let me see. I can find it quickly. It's all the way at the bottom of the recent album. Oh, found it. like that shit gonna solve your problems. These bad bitches ain't looking for your kindness. I got you. I don't even got my driver's license. Why you still a sailor, bitch? It's already November. So many nights I turn upside down in my camera. Ay, ay, you guys should listen to Keep Ape too. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
If you guys want to hear the rest, you have to check it out yourself. So, have a good night, everybody. In the city of angels.